Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Is this recording? I think it's recording. Is it? Yeah, hold on. I'm opening this bad boy up. There we go. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Happy New Year from the Snowcast. Here we are, 2021, and um, it's actually been it's actually been a bit mental because we finished the pandemic series, and uh, we had a couple of nice podcasts lined up, and then uh, I had to get surgery, so <laughs> nothing major. Uh, back on my feet and back joined by one again for for the Snowcast starts off 2021 and on. Uh, it's, it's just the two of us tonight, folks, myself, DJ, and Owen. And um, we're, we're starting off 2021, just the two of us. And I did I did something today uh, just to prepare for this podcast. I went back and listened to our first podcast of 2019. And uh, what 2020, a, is 2020, it? 2020, yeah, sorry, 2020. And uh, what a different world that was, eh? Oh, my God. I can't even fathom as to what we even said then i i didn't do this preparation now but um like yeah what a different world i'd say i'd say our hopes and aspirations were sky high um and god yeah I, i'm looking forward now to hearing about it what, what, what well, kind of shite we were talking about the podcast title was be wide of mossy oh so i'm not i'm not sure if you recall that episode it was um, mis- was, was, it, was this in? Was this one that was in? Uh, was it in Grady's yard? Was yeah, it? yeah. And it was like me, me, you, Tommy, and Ollie. Was it? That's exactly it. Yeah. Oh yeah, That's exactly yeah, yeah. It. And um, basically, we we recorded um, "Be Wide of Mossy." To be wide of someone is 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 kind of um, Cork slang, really, for um, to be being cautious of someone or or or, or be being um, aware that that someone's a bit dodgy, and. Uh, there was a couple of things that stood out straight away as soon as I, I was telling you earlier, like, you know, I, I was literally on my PlayStation. I was like, I'll throw on a podcast. And I was like, what podcast will I listen to? And I thought, fuck it, I'll go back and listen to, to, to this. Um, and bump up the listens, man. Bump up the <laughs> listens, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, especially because we haven't recorded a podcast since November. Um, we missed the whole of December because of my bollocksology. Um that, that that I was like, hey, that's one listen now that um, a a cast to be happy about. But uh, straight away, background noise. I was like, fuck, like the background noise is so good. Like you, you know, 
that essence that we we aim for i i, I was like jesus to be in a pub an actual pub background noise um Michal was working that night in grady's yard hear the glasses clinking hear the um hear a bit of chatter and a bit of music in the background it was like it was proper nostalgic it wasn't right. even like new, right new idea right we release two forms of this podcast right one <laughs> with sky sports pub noises added in and one with with just the clean version Oh, like the way to the way to pipe in the fans to the, to the yeah exactly yeah yeah yeah. Have you seen they're doing that for the darts as well? Like that's mad. Like, oh god, how do they do that? Like how how do you have a some fat lad from from Leeds roaring abuse? Like how do you pipe that in? Like <laughs> it might be in the noise and the darts as well. But um, guess guess what we started off talking about in that podcast? I'll give you one guess. Um. Uh, holidays no no we actually we were talking about the Irish government trying to commemorate the black and tans that was this time last year would you believe no way oh my yeah, god yeah yeah so that was the first part of 2020 like a complete world away and it, it's mad that like that that actually feels like so long ago uh, when you think about the topics that we discussed and like you were talking about dry January we discussed try January which is where you were trying new stuff for January um, and I think yeah. there'll be there'll be very few people doing try January this year. I think. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's. Uh, uh, I've I've had one person say to me that they're going to do dry January, and I think it's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> it was my biggest regret of twenty twenty was doing dry January. What I, <laughs> I think I think if you knew the year that was going to be in it, you, know, you wouldn't have bothered with it at all. That's what it? I mean. That's exactly what I mean. There's no way I would have done it like that. Oh, absolutely scandalous well i'll tell you i'll tell you what really struck me listening to it was um um you were doing dry january and you talked about how the inviting natures of the taps of grady's yard and that process of picking a point and how like literally you you were like dry january was fine for the first week but as soon as you stepped foot you just saw like you started salivating the moment you saw the taps and you you thought about the process of going what will i drink tonight and and I think that's something that's really missing from our lives at the moment, isn't it? You know, it's it's not like I'm not saying this is a downer. I'm just saying like, Jesus, don't you don't would like, isn't it isn't it great knowing that how good it's going to be the first time you step like the, the, basically you've gone on a, the longest dry January ever when it comes to points in a pub. Uh, yeah, I definitely have, and and as have we all. Like, um, but yeah, I, I I I don't know how anyone would do this year, and I'd love to. I'd love to be back in a pub. Like I, I've like two pubs, like literally within like I don't know fifty steps of my house here, and I pass them like every time I want to go to the butchers or go to the shop or whatever, and like it's it's crazy. Or it's like ah come on, just 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 let me let me in the side door for a bit, like just you know, or even like maybe or maybe in the house. Maybe actually that's what I need to do. Maybe I need to pipe in the sounds into the house here, you know, and. Uh, and like have that sky sports effect in the house like maybe just because it is it is exactly what you say there it's um it's it's those noises it's the atmosphere that a pub creates that you're missing like you know it's not like you know yes like for the few times that i have gone like there i went on the, the 23rd of december i went to grady's yard for a meal and 
uh, I can tell you what, the castaway is way nicer out of the taps than it is out of the cans, like, you know? Uh, so, like, there is obviously a quality issue about going to the pub as well. Like, it's just phenomenal, like, the, the draft beers that you're getting. But, right. like, more so than that, like, it's, it's the atmosphere. It's, like, the hubbub like is everyone chatting around you it's like the just the laughter the shouting everything like that's what you want like you know well i'll tell you something that i i i was thinking there you know obviously you know we we see the analytics of the podcast and everything and we the pandemic series in particular saw a a, a huge bump in listeners so you're welcome everyone thanks a million for for tuning in and what i would say is i think in particular going back to some of the early episodes that are pretty raw uh, very questionable opinions and and, and and levels of leeriness but some so if you're missing the pub honest to god it'll do you the world of good just to go back and listen to a few of those early episodes because i can remember one of one of the very first ones there was a pub quiz on and phil grimes and we were down in the snug yeah. and i remember editing that and thinking oh my god like you can hear questions in the background and you can hear people's reactions and stuff like that so i think um i i think if you're if you're really nostalgic for the pub i think going back to one of our early podcasts for now listen would do you no harm it probably actually it might do you a heap of harm but sure, look, it, it's it's worth trying anyway if you have that longing um i suppose Owen, move, moving on then to to the situation we're in now doing the zoom and 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 having the cans uh what can are you drinking tonight um, I'm on um, Metal Man um, Tip Tango. So I actually got a lovely present of um, a mixed case of Metal Man beers for Christmas um, that had like uh, their Pale Ale in it, the Equinox, which is the wheat beer, isn't it? Yeah, wheat beer, uh, Tip Tango, and I had Moonbeam as well in it. So it had eight cans in it, two, two of each. Um, and I, oh god it was a great present I thought it was like one of the best presents I got all Christmas um, but yeah I'm on the tip tango now which is one that we've always been a favour of it's definitely been we've definitely touted it as a big um, cans in the garden while you're having a barbecue type of can um, because it's 2.5% but really really tasty you can session away on it and it's just it's just ideal like um just like really light but, but like quite fruity and stuff as well like so yeah i've i've always been um a big fan of tip tango and i said i'd kind of just ease myself in tonight now just have this uh 2.5 percenter to start me off yeah I, I i went the exact opposite tack to you but um just mm. on the tip tango there for a minute and, and the idea like honestly presents again like i've gotten presents of the um the, the, the brew brewery jungle series was a present I got off someone. Oh, um, I got I a shout out to to two of my friends in Cork, Bob O'Sullivan and and Neve O'Reilly. They they sent me a case from Bradley's off license, a complete mix of a heap of American beers and Irish beers and a couple of UK beers thrown in. So um shout out to them guys. Like thanks so much for the, <laughs> for the overly generous gift. But also that case of beers is going to see me through the next few podcasts. Do you know what I mean? And and, yeah. and there's beers there that we would never feature on the podcast. Um, coming back to a team that ran throughout 2020 for us, like finding new beers. Like I, I really can't wait to talk into them. Uh, it's a it's a brilliant gift for someone who likes beer. You know, try these new try these new beers. Try these beers that you haven't had before. And I think as well, like we we didn't really mention it too much. I think in in 
in the podcast in December because obviously we didn't record any in December and the pandemic series was was a showcase in breweries in itself. But a lot of the breweries did fantastic jobs. I know our, our friend Wayne Dunn from the Irish Beer Snob blog and podcast, you know, he did this incredible like um, thread of different offerings that Irish breweries were having for Christmas presents there um, before Christmas. And like they, they really stepped up this year to, to provide some absolutely top-notch presents there for for people like us who, who love a, a good, decent beer. Yeah, same, like, same with, like, the likes of, like, Mother Max and stuff, like, of uh, creating these, like, compilation boxes, um, and, like, you obviously have the likes of, like, Beer Cloud and stuff like that, doing, like, these, like, advent calendar boxes and stuff like that, and, like, it's just, like, it's just, like, testament to uh, how many breweries there are, how many options, like, that, like, you're able to now do, like, these advent calendar things, and, like, you can do like advent calendars over and over and over again and still not have the same beers in them. Um, and like, you know, even, even I suppose with like, uh, to touch on like that, the beer cloud stuff like that, uh, you're able to have like these kind of, uh, themed boxes now that like, just, it's just, it's just phenomenal. Like the amount of stuff that you can, um, you can do with beer nowadays and, and like those gift packs and stuff are just so class um and yeah i like i've i've really enjoyed like the beers that i drank over christmas like it was it was like an exploration into the plinth again to see like what like oh hold on now what am i going to you know what am i going to drink now like before the dinner what am i going to have like kind of desserty wise after the dinner what you know what am i am i going to hit hit the wine for the dinner or you know it was kind of it was just like a it was really really good like festive time wasn't it like of like just trying to like pick and choose your beers and yeah i i'd, I'd really i really go to crack over christmas like just mixing and matching and then as well you go down and uh like uh jamie who's been on the podcast went down christmas day to him like and uh you know he 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 is after getting into his craft beers uh a good bit as well like so you know we we had like we were dipping into like a bit of brew dog and we had metal man and stuff like that as well like so yeah it was, it was class like going into him and just kind of seeing what like he had chosen for us for for christmas and stuff as well you know yeah and and, and like i spent christmas with some family in galway and again like you know i i i was blessed that like um my my brother brother in law got a, a heap of, of galway bay beers in for me um knowing that i love independent craft beer and and um I was I was set for for Christmas there, but um, as well as that, I think uh, I I I I was just saying there earlier. I went quite the opposite of you in terms of your going with the tip tango session pale ale. I went I I I went uh, I went the opposite to begin. I um I started off. I was going said this is what I was drinking tonight, but I've actually moved past it now because I I absolutely scolded. I was I was absolutely hanging for a can, and I was three quarters of the way through it before we started the Zoom call. To be fair, um, but I I, I started off on the Ballyshee Cabin Breweries Clancy Cans Number Four, the one at Whip Stout, a seven point four percent absolute belter of a stout. Really, like it's 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 amazing. Um, I I you know when you open a can and and you know what i do when i open a can or or when i get a pint and it's new i smell it and i'm like right what what am i expecting here and i got like real chocolatey and vanilla smell off it but the taste like you still taste the vanilla but it's like vanilla walnutty kind of taste chocolate not so much um so i thought that was nice like it is the three elements of a walnut whip 
um, without being very one whippy, um, mm. if that makes sense. Uh, uh, but but an absolutely cracking beer. I know you've had a, a couple of cans of it. Uh, what did you What do you make of it? Yeah, I had um, I had it actually there over the festive period, and um, when I went to uh, Lock Thirteen, Kildare Brewing Company's uh, restaurant um, and gastropub there in Salins in Kildare. And I thought it was phenomenal. Like I, I talked into a few of them after the thing, and like, even like, even the waiter was just like complimenting me. Just like you've chosen a fantastic can there. <laughs> like it was phenomenal. So um, yeah, no, again, like it's that kind of like really nice, like dessert east um, stout has that kind of like um, kind of like sugary um, like. I, like I, I, I kind of think like it does have that kind of like marshmallowy, um, vanilla taste off it as well. Like, and it's it's just a lovely, really, really nice I, smooth can like to to drink. Shout out to that waiter. Like, that's what you want from your waiter. Like, you know, some oh, man, he was like, he was an absolute hero. Like, you picked a good one there, buddy. He was, uh, at, he was he was at me all night. Like, he was just like kept kept getting me to like try different cans off the off the menu. Like, you know, because I was like I was obviously flaking into. I was in, I was like on the baby boom for a bit, I think, uh, when I was in there. Oh no, sorry. With the dinner, I think I had Soldiers Island. Um, or did I have electric juice? One of them anyway. And then I had like baby boom afterwards. And then I was like, I'm gonna go a little sweeter here now. And I'm gonna go for the fancy cans. So yeah, it was phenomenal. You went starters, mains and desserts on your beers. Uh, I did, yeah. But but I actually I I moved past it now I don't have any more of it left so um I went on to this um this West Kerry Brewing um pure cockerelina pure cockerelina uh I went to this um limited edition the night porter um it's a traditional subtle porter reminiscent of those enjoyed by night porters throughout the ages um which is what how they describe it five point one percent um. Subtle Porter is right, like it's you know you know the scene in Angela's Ashes where where the child has died and the father after the funeral is having pints back in the pub and he literally has a pint on top of the child's coffin. Mm. This probably isn't doing Bjork Kirkwina much good now describing this. This marketing, this new marketing material for Bjork Kirkwina. <laughs> yeah, I probably should have chosen a better example as to what it reminds me of. But you know the pint he puts down on the coffin. Mm. And then he's made like wipe the residue off the coffin before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. When Francis comes down to make him leave, it, it's just it reminds me of what I all what I expect that pint to taste like. You know, a pint back in the day, like a real a porter in a, a rural pub. You know, just locally produced because there's no massive brewery there. Um, like the Guinness does truck, it have that, does Guinness it have that kind of earthiness about it? Like that, kind yeah, of yeah. The Guinness truck won't go down the boring to the pub, do you know that kind of way. We'll like, make our own, fuck Diageo, fuck Guinness, we'll, we'll make our own there, yeah. It has that kind of earthy, like fucking lovely, earthy, malty kind of just homeliness about it. Like, and and it's just, I'm again, like I've said, I've said it, I've, I've harped on about it throughout the whole of November, how much. You know how much I've loved finding this brewery, um, mm. and I bought this. I actually bought this bottle quite a while ago. Um, I bought this bottle on one of our pandemic trips, and I was like, "I'm gonna keep that aside for some evening that I'm like absolutely harping for something." 
And I'm really glad I did. Um, the first, because because I, I because I went from Clancy's Cans and Walnut Whip Stout to this, I was a bit kind of like, I I was a bit un, underwhelmed in the first sip because I've gone from this fucking vanilla walnut explosion of flavour to like Watson's Subtle Porter. But now that I've kind of gotten the Clancy, Clancy's Cans out of my out of my taste buds, I'm actually able to taste this properly. I definitely stop, definitely not out of your system anyway, 7.4%. No, no, it's not out of my system, but it's out of my taste buds now. It's flowing through my blood to my liver and kidneys. Um, <laughs> and clearly my brain. So this, um, <laughs> this, um, this, 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 uh, this night porter is a uh, is an absolute gem, um, and it's the kind of porter that you know. I think about when, when we talk about seasonal drinking, um, it's the kind of porter that you could sit down next to a fire and have five or six of these bottles and, and tip off and have a nice a nice sleep for yourself, like a nice and I, as I said on Twitter today, a nice a nice hyper vivid dream about being in a pub. Um, it's exactly what you want. It's a, it's a top top notch beer. That sounds unreal. That sounds really good. And that that subtlety is key, like because with with a drink like the night porter, you can genuinely drink it all night. And yeah, like if you had six, seven, eight, nine of them, I'm sure that you'd be like absolutely face first in a ditch, maybe by the end of the night. But you know what? You're... Imagine having nine of them. <laughs> But it's very no, no, no. But it's very drinkable. Like it would be sickly, or it would be easy to consume. Whereas, like mm. the Clancy's cans of water would. Oh no it's, way, man! Yeah, it's it's one of those drinks where, like you know, what I find in especially when when this the point of this podcast is look back at what we've um, discovered beer wise and how we've grown beer wise in twenty twenty is there are so many brewers and beers out there that are absolutely magic in in the flavor profile and what they achieve with the brewing process, but you can, you're not going to have more than two of them. Cause like, you know, with the, mm. the with the one that whips out, it's, it's a very specific genius achievement of science to brew a stout that tastes like that. Yeah. Would you have, would you have nine tiramisus? Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Whereas like, whereas like you'd have nine tapas, which is the equivalent of a pale ale, you know? There you go. That's actually a very, very good analogy. Very, very good analogy. Um, but, but coming on to the point of this podcast, we, we talked about actually, do you know what we'll do? We'll, we'll, um, we, we'll take a little break here. Um, ACAST might put in a break. If not, you can imagine that some car dealer wants to sell you a second-hand car uh, for the new year. And we're back in the room. Uh, I hope you enjoyed whatever ad break it was there. Um, I, hope the, I hope the British Army... I hope they advertise for us. That would be so good. If ACAS put in a British Army one, we Yeah, I was kind of saying I hope they I hope they advertise like a more successful podcast because it's kind of self-defeating. Cause you know if they're like or like on ACAS we have John listen to other podcasts like the Blind Boy podcast or the Irish History podcast. I'm like, yeah, no, they, like they're referring people to us, not the other way around. Like, you know, nobody yeah, listens yeah. to us is not listening to them them bigger podcasts. But anyway, Actually, does it does it work? does it work i think it works like like everyone would might hear a different podcast it's like targeted to you isn't it the listener i've no idea uh, yeah because i i think i was listening to our podcast before and i think there was a smithix one there was a smithix uh, an ad for smithix thrown in well if you hear this ad for smithix please don't drink smithix there are plenty better red ales out there made by independent irish brewers and uh, no offense smithix but uh give me give me ballycle cavern's red ale or, or costello's red ale any day ahead of you um 
But speaking of podcasts, um, and in fairness, since we made the switch to Acast and we've done the Candemic series, which really, really was was um, was groundbreaking for us in terms of listenership and exposure and reach. Um, I, I actually went back and looked at went through twenty twenty, and I I was like, imagine you know. And maybe our overseas listeners mightn't understand this, but the, the RTE show reeling in the ears. So for listeners abroad that mightn't understand, RTE, Radio Telefi show on air, and basically our state broadcaster in Ireland produces this show every year called Reeling in the Ears. That's like this national obsession. Owen, how would you describe Reeling in the Ears? Uh, great team tune. Uh, oh, amazing. <laughs> Um, but uh, reading in the years, it kind of goes. I think it goes chronological in chronological order throughout yeah. the year, doesn't it? And it features like uh, major news events, uh, major um, like social events. Then it has like top songs of the year, like uh, top movies. But it's kind of like it's blended in really well, I think, as well. Whereby, like you know, you might have like. Tin Lizzy, the boys are back in town, and like you know, it'll show a little bit of like filling in it, like playing away on guitar, and then that that like the boys are back in town will like drop into the background of the next, and then like it'll show a video clip then, and there'll just be like text on the screen saying like you know, in 1982, whatever you know happened, you know, but um, died or something like. Well, well no, <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say like Chernobyl or something like that happened, but like. Well, although that wouldn't be the best song to have. No. <laughs> <laughs> the boys are breaking down. <laughs> but, um, but I, I was thinking, like, <laughs> oh my God, everybody switched off now, so it doesn't matter what we said from here on in. I was thinking, imagine, imagine if we did like a reeling in the year of 2020 just based on podcast that we had. Yeah. So, Behind the Mossy, our first podcast of 2020 was. Um, was we released that on the 14th of January. And I was like, right, we released a couple of podcasts then um, throughout February, and we released one podcast in March, um, Steak and DJ Day, which we released with um, Rebecca Cappuccini, who who had this brilliant um, mental health fundraiser for men organised that got cancelled because we had a pandemic. And would you believe it was the 25th of March we did the first self-isolating with Finn Dwyer? Wow, we were we were we were hot off the presses, like. Well, Finn was hot off the presses, really, wasn't he? Like, yeah, no, he was, but like, you know, it, he, he didn't even didn't even leave the lockdown even sink in. Was, yeah, people I, weren't even sick of it. Like, like we were what a week, two weeks in. I, uh, well, that was that was exactly it because what was it? Was it? I'm trying to remember what date it was. I think it was the 15th of March. I was supposed to get married on, and the lockdown came in like basically that week. So the lockdown wasn't two weeks in. And we had this, like, actually, that's a brilliant podcast. And I'm actually going to go back and listen to that, I think, during the week at some stage, because we're back in a place now where the shit has hit the fan in Ireland and, and, and in most places in the world, I think. Um, just kind of listen to us talking naively about pandemics and, like, how people coped with Spanish flu and, you mm. know, the impact of sh- stuff like that would have had and the plague and all that. So um, I might go back and listen to that. So 25th of March, we had the first self-isolate in. We did a couple of self-isolate ins with some good Irish podcasters. Like we spoke with the Irish language of Peter Kavanagh. Um, we, 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 from the Mother Folklore podcast, we had Alan Maguire from Juvenalia podcast on just for a bit of escapism. We did some good self-isolate ins at the start. And then we kind of changed tack 
uh, on the 29th of April 2020, we had a podcast titled, When Will the Pubs Open? Mm. And I would argue that they haven't opened since. No, no. I mean, like you, you can't, can't, you can't, those, that two weeks of uh, opening just doesn't count. Like, as in, uh, like, well, it ended up being like people were allowed in for maybe a weekend or something with kind of uh, with social distancing allowed in. And then it was, then it was like, reduced down to 15 people outdoors like extremely quickly after that um so yeah like you can't count that like the yeah people, people bought stock in to just lose stock that's that's all that was that's what that event happened i think i think like the 29th of when we think about it the 29th of april and like that's that's what is it eight months ago now seven and a half eight months ago now like yeah. It's incredible that we were talking about we were trying to postulate when the pubs would open again because at the time we weren't talking about the kind of open that happened we were talking about when will when will we have our pub experience back so yeah when will normality return really wasn't it like yeah the 11th of june on yeah we had a podcast titled light at the end of the point watch tunnel mm. so this is when the government announced the plan for the phased opening and that they were that's this is when the government announced they were cancelling the fourth and fifth levels of lockdown and moving to just the fourth level where the pubs open again uh where, where yeah. open again. so we we we, we was, this, was this the gas was this the gastro pubs was it uh no i think this was uh, yeah the gastro pubs was the 29th of june wasn't it so it i think so yeah and then the pubs opened again in in briefly in August. Oh, the end of August, yeah. Because by September there was limitations again. They, they, yeah. they were supposed to open fully in September, they didn't. Um, the 16th of August, then we had our last call series, um, where we 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 chatted to to some incredible publicans around the country on how they were coping. Um, and there were some cool messages of hope at the end of that. And we got some brilliant stories about the history of different places, like Mellet's Emporium, Phil Grimes. Um, we had Mother Max on, uh, we had the Kilty Lynn, um, and we had uh, four provinces in Dublin. And oh god, I feel like I'm missing one now. That's a shame, uh, but it's especially because I did all the recordings. But we had some brilliant, like we 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 featured some great pubs. Um, and um, what actually was a shame was a couple of pubs got back to us after we had done the recordings being like, you know, we'd love the feature and all that. But um, like, again, it just showed what publicans went through. That was August, um, which was like five months ago now. It's yeah. crazy. Like. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, like that, that series was so good. Yeah, actually, like, like talking back on now, and I know you're going to flick on to the pandemic series soon as well after that, but like, Actually, like we're kind of reflecting back on like uh, 2020 as opposed to our like 20. When did this podcast start? 2018. 2018, yeah. Yeah, like 2018 and 2019. That like, like this was actually just quality over quantity, really, wasn't it? Like, there's some like we definitely like not to toot our own horn because I don't think we are. I'm tooting our own, but like we definitely had to push ourselves more in terms of like. You know, we didn't have that like amazing pub background. Like, you know, it, oftentimes it was just the two of us because you can't you can't rope someone into you know it's hard to kind of rope someone into a Zoom call and it is to like you know bring to a, go out for a few. Or like, 
people will and I think after this pandemic, I think we'll we'll actually probably have people queuing up to try and join us for a point and talk because they'll be so missing the pub. Like whereas like you if know we have a guarantee, if we have a guaranteed pub slot, if we got that, like Yeah, oh it'd be, it'd be amazing. Um and then yeah, the pandemic came after that, which which to be honest, which I think like if if the snowcast like stopped tomorrow, uh, which it won't, don't worry, listener. Um I, I would be so proud of, of the pandemic. It was great crack altogether. But that, that was kind of like basically a reeling in the year of the Snowcast, which, you know, I, I think what you hit on there was for a pub-based podcast in a year where the pubs are closed for 75% of the year, we didn't do too bad. Um, we didn't do too no, bad. No, I, no, I definitely, I definitely think that like there's some absolute gems there. And it was, it, you know, it was tough for, for a boy, I don't know, a lot, a lot of times where we normally record would be like, flaking in after work on a friday like we'd you know like that's when we'd we do a record and we go into a pub and it'd be very kind of like you know celebratory of the fact that the work week is finished and also like just you know having a bit of like a bit of laughter whereas like you know for us it would have been like now like finishing work driving home and you know getting the dinner sort you know there's like it's it it isn't as easy as just like coming on and having if you like you know it's just like it's 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 a lot less natural like you know to to actually both get get in the mood for a few cans for like on a zoom link thing like and everyone knows it's, it's the same crack for everyone like zoom calls zoom quizzes a lot like it definitely now I think at the start, people were like trying or were craving any sort of social interaction and people were jumping on the Zoom quizzes like, you know, because they just wanted to see people, like you know, whereas now when like it's just tiresome, like trying to <laughs> trying to do it all the time, like, you know. I'll tell you what, though, like I have to say when I think I like think think of thinking back there, you know what you're describing about coming home settling for dinner you're sitting on the couch and you're watching telly and then it's like right i need to go and get a get a, get my cans in order and <laughs> like i'll do some prep for the episode yeah. and it's like it's like right we need we need to do a podcast now i'm getting that getting that kind of uh, frame of mind i can't imagine like i can't emphasize the listeners so the amount of times that we just went for a quick bag of chips before knocking into a pub and getting a couple of pints into us before we hit record and got the microphones out, like, you know, quick bag of chips or a quick, like, you know, kebab out of somewhere or something, you know, just, just that after that post work. Point. Yeah. Just p- pure devilment. I can't wait for it. Like, that's the thing I miss the most about, about the pub is the devilment. Like, um, but we have a couple of things that we just want to run through or, or, or uh, on our, to, to conclude our reflection on 2020. Our reeling in the years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Our reeling in of 2020. So we've done our, our snowcast um list of 2020. But we have a couple of couple of headlines that I want to ask you on. Um and we'll see if we come up with any similar of the same ourselves. Yeah. But what's been what's been your best beer of 2020? So um I actually I was I was thinking about it. There's so many things like like flitting into my mind, but I think what you were saying earlier on it was like you know which beers are like the most unique which are the which beer was the most um i, I suppose yeah it was most unique most flavorsome that really stood out to you as like something game-changing as to like what you've tasted before and like you know i'd say like previously if you like say 20 2018 2019 you know uh, like Castaway was like a big 
um game changer for me in terms of like the sours like that just like completely changed how beers tasted for me um and this year i'm going actually going to go back to uh that that night in lock 13 there in december and i'm going to go after the dinner i had a dessert can and it was clancy cans number three the tiramisu dessert stout 7.8 percent and oh my god that like that coffee like beautiful kind of sugary sweets stout was unbelievable like like it definitely was like without a doubt it was definitely the best like dessert stout i've ever had it like really really complimented like that meal like finished off and for me yeah 100 my favorite beer i think of 2020 brilliant um i i really i really i'm really digging what you're what you're saying there about um uniqueness so I, I was I was trying to think about this and actually in my head it was a bit paranoid. I was like, have we have we done this already? And I think we've asked on podcasts what's your best beer of 2020 so far at different various points. Yeah. Part of 2020 is concluded. And like I think 2020 was the year that I, I had the most varied beer drinking experience. Like I've I've never drank more different beers and different styles, I think, than I drank in 2020. Um, but for me, it, it toss up of two, and I think I think you hit a very interesting dynamic there where you talk about um, what's the most unique beer that I had in 2020, uh, which I think is definitely up there. And then as well, like what's the beer in 2020 that you would drink, you know, on any given occasion, at any stage of the year, at any event. Um, so I, I'm going to throw two out there and I can't really choose between the two for very, very different reasons. In terms of a beer that you could drink at any stage, anywhere, at any time, for any purpose, probably even have one. And uh, if you were driving, have one and wait an hour or two and go. Is um, uh, or, or like, you know, no what you're at. You talk about tip tango with barbecues. You talk about going on the absolute razzmatazz in the pub and getting absolutely rattled. Um, or if you're talking about having zoom cans or, or zoom quiz the ideal beer for all occasions for me from 2020 has to be teeny tiny the 3.3 percent session oh great like, shout yeah like, it's like it's just you know the way you talk, like you know uh, uh, an x for any occasion like that's a beer for any occasion um and i think as well like it it, it does bring me on to really give a, a heavy shout out in terms of 2020 to to Brian at Crack Beer Community and like organizing those virtual beer festivals and tastings and everything that Brian did throughout 2020 was amazing. So I really want to say like teeny tiny's up there, but I can't say talk about beers I drank in 2020 without giving an absolute honorable mention to the So It Begins Saison by Otterbank Brewing, Declan Dare, the head brewer in Yellow Belly with his side mm-hmm. project Otterbank Brewing. That's that, um, that's that Saison one that I had in the pandemic series. Um, that represented for mana, um, pure, pure like pure made up reason to represent for mana. But it, it was the one that was um, barrel aged in oak barrels, uh, Pinot Noir and Chardonnay oak barrels. That says on that like has to be the most profound blowing my mind the beer has ever done. Um, mm. And we bought no Declan like the nicest guy, great crack, and an absolute fucking genius. So I can't look back on 2020, like for very different reasons. Teeny Tiny is the kind of, you could drink it anywhere at any time, where So It Begins is the most unique drinking, tasting, 
kind of that 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 um, experience of the senses that you can get with beer. Like I, I don't, I've never tasted anything like it, and I'm not sure if I ever will again. It was genuine. Like I was absolutely fucking floored for about five minutes after I drank that beer, just overcome with genius, like fucking. Uh, no, like, yeah, oh, absolutely, like, slightly aroused, um, not really knowing what was going on, <laughs> but that was that was top notch. Oh, and what what's your brewery of twenty twenty? Well, actually, I think I think right, we should give because I think Teeny Tiny is absolutely phenomenal as well. I think we should give that the Snowcast beer of twenty twenty. What you reckon? Well, yeah, I think there's consensus there that because I don't, you didn't have a so it begins, and I didn't have a Clancy's cans cans tree. So I think we should yeah. name teeny tiny of Dead Center Brewing the Snowcast beer of 2020. And I and I think as well, it's definitely like like I think both that saison and both the Clancy's cans tiramisu uh, stout are going to have their haters. But I don't think there's going to be many haters of that teeny tiny. Do you know what I mean? Like that's that's like a very like um, that's that's a, a a great beer for everyone. Like really, yeah. so so tasty. So yeah, I I, th- I think as well as the kind of beer you could give to a non craft beer drinker and say this is what you're fucking missing out on. Whereas if you gave a so it begins or tiramisu to yeah. a non craft beer drinker, they're going to be like, like what is this absolute madness? You're thinking? Like get into like. Exactly, exactly. I, I think it's fair enough. And I don't think anyone would argue with it. Um, no. But what's your, what's your, so, so right, we'll settle on teeny tiny for, for the official Snowcast beer of 2020. What's your brewery of 2020? Um, so, I, I, yeah, it's, 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 it's a tough one, isn't it, to go like, um, what, like, what's your brewery? So I suppose, you know, what you're, you're trying to think to yourself, what, like, what are the category or what are the, attributes that um are associated with being the best brewery right so pretty much you're kind of looking at what's the lineup isn't it that like you would drink what's the what's the range of products what's the you know like it, it, you know are you going to drink something do they have a great selection across the different varieties of beers um and you know like i'd say again looking looking back 2018 2019 like yellow belly and yellow belly still are uh, like an absolutely fantastic brewery like uh just going around messing with like uh expert like ex- experimental beers their core lineup is fantastic i, t- as I well. thought you were going to say experimental drugs for a second i was like we can't say that on here well yeah well look sure look if they if they do if they don't they do but <laughs> but anyway uh so yeah, I definitely yeah, Yellow Belly would have been fucking like top top notch, um, and still are, still are very top uh, notch. But this year, um, and I think it's just with like Wicklow, with, with um the pandemic that I definitely would have like spotted like Wicklow Wolf, um, just way more. I don't know what it was, but like the presence in like. Every off license I was in was just like absolutely phenomenal, um, and because of that, I t- tended to tip into it. And again, it's 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 going down your your the avenue there that you're saying for like teeny tiny. What's what are the beers that you could drink, uh, like at any session that you'd like, you know, 
you, 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 you take to any situation and you'd be happy with it. And for me, I think this year, anything from the Wicklow Wolf lineup has been absolutely phenomenal. Like I have not had a bad Wicklow Wolf beer. And um, so like having gone through like their like apex um, stout series, like they had their own tiramisu stout, which was absolutely phenomenal. They have like their oatmeal stout, which is uh, which is Arcadia, isn't that? Is that Arcadia? No, Arcadia is their lager, it's the wheat free lager. Yeah. Arcade. So they have Ar- Ar- Arcadia. Maybe their stout is just called Apex, is it? I don't know. But then they have like they have the Elevation Pale Ale, they have the Sriracha Red Ale. Like it's the the lineup that they have is absolutely phenomenal. Like I just like I'm happy with like any, taking any of those beers like off the shelf and like I think like every time that I go to the plant, like it's just like automatic that in that in the selection of five for sixteen euro that there's going to be a Wicklow Wolf in that five, like, you know? Yeah, they, like, Jesus, they're, they're, they're an amazing brewery and, and, and they don't make bad beers. For me, the highlight from Wicklow Wolf for the year was that Apex Schmores, the marshmallow and chocolate stout. Yeah. That was... That, that was just one that, like, everyone I know who likes craft beer, I was texting them straight away being like, you need to fucking buy some of this beer if you can get your hands on it. Like, I was so impressed by it. That like I went out of my way to buy more of it um after I drank it. I can't even remember if I drank it on a snowcast or I think I think I think what happened was I drank it after we recorded one of the kind of epics. Um yeah. it was post a post-record can. Um that beer was out of this world. And like you said, they, they they've got a phenomenal, phenomenal core range. And they're limited edition ones like the Guardians of the Galaxy that they did with Dot. Oh my god, I, I forgot about that. That's absolutely like, crazy. You know, we, we, like you're, you're just looking at a brewery that that just keeps on hitting winner after winner after winner, and as well, one that's really supportive of other independent breweries. Like they, they're they're big into the top takeovers. Like again, talking about our previous podcasts, a time that I was sick and you and um, uh, you you and a couple of your friends went to the, the top takeover in Grady's Yard by Wicklow Wolf and you had a chat with Quincy as yeah. well as Declan from Otterbank in Yellowbelly um, which again was a fucking really good uh, conversation and and I just think about Wicklow Wolf in, in just the, 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 I absolutely adore that brewery and yeah. um, they, they, they have some phenomenal beers and, uh, and, and I'm really glad you picked them because I was really convinced that we would pick the same brewery yeah, so fucking glad that you picked Wicklow Wolf because they do deserve recognition for the amazing beers that they put out this year. But in terms of me picking a brewery, I had three categories I was trying to think of that that the brewery would be successful in. Their beers are top notch, and that, and that they released a top notch beer this year. That they offered something to the community, and that they had a serious level of soundness, which most independent breweries do. To be fair. Yeah. So I'll do it in reverse order. Level of soundness. Uh, it's a brewery that that soundness has been demonstrated by doing interviews with the Irish beer snob uh, that featured heavily in the first uh, virtual craft beer festival that Crack Beer Community put on, um, and that have hand delivered cans of beer to your door for us to enjoy on the podcast. Yeah. In terms of giving back to community. 
uh, they released a special edition beer, released an updated version of that beer, and all the proceeds, uh, all the profits from that went to supporting their local hospital. And in terms of beers, their core range of Soldiers Island, Electric Juice, Baby Boom, and um, the Van City is, is phenomenal. And uh, the Kildare Brewing Company, bringing out lockdown and the lockdown pale ale and lockdown 2.0 for me deserve to be brewery of the year purely from the point of view that they, they just have done everything and and uh lock 13 um pub that they have um you know they're employing local people um they, they have a brewery out the back they're very welcoming and open they've told us once this pandemic is over we're more than welcome to come in and have a look around i know they've done the same for other people that are interested in craft beer um, and again if, if you do have the chance to go back and listen to the irish beer snob podcast with barry um and one of the other guys from the brewery uh, re- apologies for for forgetting your name now it, it's a brilliant listen you can just tell how sound they are um and and during a pandemic to bring out two beers that are brilliant beers and to give the profits to Nace General Hospital um, at a time when your business is struggling just fucking says volumes for me so like I I just think it's a brewery that we that doesn't really sell outside of Kildare they don't they don't want to sell outside of Kildare and, and to get, get into that in detail with the Irish beer snob but Wayne and Janice um, but fuck me like I, I just couldn't say a bad word about them um, you know, you send them a DM on Twitter and say, is there any chance I could get some of this? And they, they drop the case of cans on the way home, passing your door uh, at the start of the pandemic for us. Like, honest to God, a, a, a top bunch of people at the Kildare Brewing Company. So for me, I I, I, I feel like they're they're my brewery of the year. Oh, good stuff. So, yeah, I'd, I, I'd actually agree with that. You, you've, you've sold me on them. Um, and like yeah like even the, the few times that i've gone to lock 13 like it's a phenomenal restaurant and pub as well experience and um, so like um i know wicklow wolf are opening up a um uh tap room um out out in their brewery um but like lock 13 um has already established that and it's amazing like it's you know um, it's just like it's it's one of those places as well like where you know it was always welcoming and always had that um that like um in uh, that like signage in there for inviting you to like bring a growler and like you know set, you know uh, and get the fresh beer from there as well which is definitely what the tap room should be like you know um that like you know it's for it's for takeaway as well like and this is pre pandemic or anything as well so yeah god those lads have been so nice throughout the the whole thing and and they're bringing back some nice memories as well there dj i'm 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 quite enjoying it like that that start of the pandemic where you know things were like you know this kind of like dropping things to the to the door was like a novelty and uh you know we're getting great enjoyment out of like bringing cans to one another and stuff but um yeah, yeah do, you, do you remember? Very, very sound. Do you remember the first time I had seen you? Wasn't it like since when I was cocooning? And, and yeah, I remember. I, I remember like when you think back to it about the caution. So, Killer Brewing Company dropped my case of cans to your door, left them outside the door, and rang the doorbell. 
then you dropped them to my house where we met outside my front door and you left them on the roof of my car and walked back. And then I walked and took them. And it's just just that that was the beginning. That was the fear, the unknown. Uh, And those beers like really helped. (laughs) Like it sounds mad to say it, but they really helped in this this voyage of discovering new beer uh, certainly was 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 a huge part of getting through 2020 and the podcast growing and developing and and and, and taking on almost like a, a life of its own in 2020. I, I think it was brilliant. And um, I'm delighted for Kildare Brewing Company to be named Snowcast Brewery of the Year 2020. Uh, yeah. With Global, you'll have your day, don't worry. Um, yeah. Owen, what can I ask you what your favorite Snowcast podcast of 2020 was? Um, so it's probably an easy one we'll probably share, but um, I, I, but I am going to go more specific. So it is one of the pandemic series um, because I think that it, that was an absolutely phenomenal time. It was well, probably my favorite, uh, favorite point of recording throughout the whole history of the Snowcast. Like, and it was kind of like reflecting that kind of development. Now, I, if that's probably saying that in terms of in terms of kind of recent lives because I've nearly forgotten what it's like to step into inside a pub like so I can't actually really <laughs> I can't there's been some amazing memories within a pub as well but I suppose for this year um it has definitely been the highlight for me we had so much fun uh there's you know there's so much gowling and you know it was the planning and stuff around it as well and um, it was our going like you know, it was actually all the stuff that was outside the podcast as well, like going to the going to the pubs, planning, contacting offies, contacting breweries, seeing where can we get the final cans from Fermanagh and Tyrone and fucking Cavan and everywhere. Like you know, it was it was it was just so much fun, and then and then obviously the podcast itself was so much fun. Uh, but the the pandemic episode that I'm going to choose is the last one, is episode four of it and um, i think we really got we really got into our stride in the last one we knew there was such relief that we had like actually achieved it and um, our stories were just absolutely ridiculous and we were in we were in a very nice leery form as well like so uh, for me the final uh pandemic uh series episode was is my f- number one for uh 2020 for the snowcast Brilliant, yeah. I think, yeah, I can't disagree with that because um, it was it was brilliant and that sense of relief was amazing. In fact, I had such a sense of relief that I drank thirteen different cans that night and was violently ill the next day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was it, like honestly, I think that the entire month of November was just pure sheer elation from a podcasting perspective, and it's it's like it's something that I'd be very, very proud of that we achieved. Um, I think as well, like for me, the last call, like I know I put, I put hours into the last call. Like I really fucking slogged for that. I thought I, I really enjoyed that um, doing that too. And I think I, you, you said the pandemic series and I think that's the right answer, but I just want to give a mention to the last call purely because I will never, ever forget sitting in the beer garden of Phil Grimes when it was closed having a cup of a socially distant cup of tea with Tom Ryan and just asking him a question and letting him go for 10 minutes talking about the history of Philip Rimes, the history of John Street, the history of Watford, uh, talking about guys decapitated blood spilling into milk. Um, you know, just 
the most incredible storyteller. And I had been depraved of that storytelling for so long at that stage that it, that was glorious. Like for me, on a personal perspective, not from a podcast perspective, that that one really was like a, a real, real nice moment. Um, and the last call, like I think, you know what? It was something really different we did at the time. We did that in August. We were trying to go for a different vibe, just just purely from a perspective of of you know. I think we both felt like every week we were talking about when will we have a point again, when will the pubs open again, and it was getting a bit repetitive. Whereas the last call was just a bit way to mix it up, and I think it kind of inspired the out of the box thinking that brought us to the pandemic series. So I just wanted to give it an honourable shout. But yeah, pandemic, and I think you're right, number four. Like we we kept we kept getting the pandemic series kept getting longer and longer each episode. And I think at the start, we were a bit like, fuck, like, will people listen to podcast this Lent? And like, people were asking for more by the end of it. So I think like, you know, I think you're right. Pandemic number four, uh, the last one where we finished it off uh, was 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 definitely probably the highlight of 2020 on, on our last podcast of 2020 uh, for me. Excellent. Yeah. Um, right on. What was your favorite TV show of 2020? So... For TV show, I'm selecting uh, a 10-part documentary series. Um, and we spoke about it because uh, we were like, absolutely thought it was absolutely phenomenal when we were watching it. And we kind of watched it almost in tandem, like maybe like a few episodes here or there on the other side. Like, but um, it was um, The Last Dance, the, the story of um, the Chicago Bulls. Uh, during the nineties, on their their uh, their treble treble uh, winning series uh, of two winning series, like and it was I've never I've never seen uh, production quality of a documentary like that before. Like the music, all those jams from the nineties, the the like the the clips, like the melding of interviews between the now and the past, and like how it was done whereby each episode um told the story of a season whilst also like focusing on a specific player from the team whether whether it be like Dennis Rodman or Scotty Pippen or you know like it was like absolutely or like or Phil Phil Jackson for an episode as well like it, it was just I, I I just like I was absolutely enraptured by it and like action team I think I, I might go back and watch it again like because it was so good like um so yeah that, that that without a doubt like nothing even like came to touch it like th- this year we had like I, I think we were saying like before we started recording that like this year like in terms of like tv shows like was crazy and i think like everybody probably consumed more tv this year than they would have any other year because pubs were closed uh, <laughs> but, but but like you know you had the likes of like tiger king and stuff as well like th- th- this year which like everybody was like from it but like i think this the, the last dance was like a step above everything else like it was absolutely class and um, dj yeah I, 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 I said it to you before we started recording we didn't tell each other what our answers were but i said i think we'd have the same for the tv show and it, it, like the last dance is unequivocally the right answer for me yeah like, even like i i we we actually did like we talked about it in the, in the podcast, but I, I I really like basketball and I'm quite big into basketball. I I loved Michael Jordan and Space Jam 
like I, I have this absolutely love for Space Jam the movie as well and, and we got to see some behind the scenes and how that was made like my, my grandmother bought me Space Jam for Christmas one year on a VCR like I adore that film and like it really got me into baseball and we didn't our basketball sorry and we didn't have much <laughs> we didn't have much access to it back in the day as well so you kind of had to go everywhere to find it but everyone knew who Michael Jordan was so yeah last dance for me it's, it's incredible and it's not just about the basketball basketball like like you know, people who have no interest in basketball were obsessed with this uh, series. I'm glad you mentioned Tiger King because that was like, like the, the first lockdown in Ireland was basically people watching Tiger King every night and eating banana bread they had made that day. You know, that was pretty much it. Like, um, and yeah, there's been some good TV this year. I've seen actually because I'm only watching part. I want to get. I want to give it. Uh, just mention this two things quickly. I see Parks and Rec did a socially distant reunion for lockdown so i'm really interested in seeing that because i'd never watched parks and rec until recently and i'm on the third series now and i think it's really really good but the other thing i want to give a shout out to is the u.s office i watched the entire u.s office in december um from start to finish which is probably my third time watching it because i watched it when it came out and i watched it about six seven years ago again uh I watched it as it was coming out. I watched it about six, seven years ago again. And I just watched it from the start because um, basically because I got Sky and it's on Sky Sky On Demand so, and it's easy watching. Um, so I want to give a shout out to them because they're great. And if you have the opportunity to watch them, you should. But for 2020, it's the last dance. Without a shadow of a doubt, I think we're both absolutely in agreement there. Yeah, 100%, yeah. Uh, Owen, have you got a favourite movie from 2020? Which I know is difficult because not many movies came out in 2020 compared to previous years, and you didn't have the you didn't have to go into the cinema experience either. So, uh, yeah, not really. Like, uh, like I actually don't think I've watched like too many um, films this year. Like in terms of like oh, just like coming home from work, like you don't have time to watch a film. Weekends were kind of like. I don't know, you kind of really felt like you were wasting your time. And again, like, like you, that cinema experience is like taken away from you. Um, but uh, I suppose like one, one of the films that I really did enjoy was, um, I know it is, this is a 2019 film, um, but it is a documentary film. And it's called uh, Knock Down the House. And it's about like, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and three other women and basically their um the struggles that they've had as women to uh to like uh, get into um the American uh, House of Representatives or um become Congress people um and it like it's just it's phenomenal like out of the four women who go who run for Congress uh, who run for Congress in, in this documentary are actually only AOC gets through the other three don't and like it's just basically about like kind of um, like white privilege and male privilege and stuff like that but um, the way it's shot like it's quite um, up like it's quite up like it's quite um, it doesn't seem like to be too edited in terms of like you know it's um, AOC as she's working as a waitress and stuff like that and just following her along and it's it's more kind of like snapshotty of of, of campaign trail as it's going along um, but yeah it's it's a phenomenal film and I'd, I'd recommend anyone to watch it like it's really 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 good yeah 
Um, actually, another shout out as well that I, I saw um, is Black Klansman this year as well. And that was, that was actually a really, really good film. Um, I really enjoyed that. Like, was, was Black, Black Klansman wasn't this year? No, I watched it this year. Oh, yeah, sorry. No, yeah, because it's, it's brilliant. Actually, yeah, because that was 2018, I think, wasn't it? 2018 or 2019, yeah. Because actually, before we come on to record, I watched a film called Burned as well, which um, is about the, the, the Ku Klux Klan in um, Forrest Whitaker's in it. It's like an independent film. Uh, that's what we're watching as well. But that was a 2018 film. But uh, my 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 film for 2020, it was it was released in the US in 2019, but it was released in early is a, a film called Just Mercy, um, which starred Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan. Um, Michael B. Jordan's an actor that I think is absolutely brilliant. Uh, the guy who played um, who played what in, uh, in in the in the in the latest Rocky, you know the new the new Rocky, um, Michael B. Jordan. He played he played what you call it, son. What's the what's the guy from Rocky? From what? From Rocky, Michael B. Jordan plays the son. Oh, um, uh, oh, Jesus! God, these points have gone to my head, and I can't think of 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 Rocky's black friend, who he who gets killed in the ring with. It'll, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Tip on anyway. But uh, and and also, um, so so I'm talking about just Mercy on, um, with Jamie Fox and Michael B. Jordan, which is about a guy who's on death row who's innocent, and Michael yeah. B. Jordan, uh, a solicitor who uh, who. Uh, is convinced that he is innocent and sets up this basically this this non for profit uh, legal firm taking up cases of people who are in death row who are innocent and he he saves this guy from death row or does he spoiler alert and um, just mercy as well we're watching um but I, I was saying like Michael B Jordan is an actor that I think is really underappreciated like he's in that he's in that latest Rocky film but as well like he plays a teenager in the Friday Night Lights series towards the end of of that. Uh, I don't. Uh, did you ever watch Friday Night Lights on? Oh, phenomenal! Like that's bit, like actually, you know, squ- scratch the last dance. That's fucking. Yeah. That's well, the greatest show of all time. Like, I mean, it's about eight or nine years old, but it's uh oh, it's top top notch. I really, I'd recommend anyone who gets a chance to watch Friday Night Lights again, watch it. Like it's it's so good, um, and as well a very good book and a very good film. Um, that's the TV adaptation, which which is, is is kind of adapted from it, but but. but not really representative of it. Um, Owen, do you have a favorite song that came out in twenty twenty? Um, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I th- like. I, I, I think we were both at the age where you tend to you tend to just keep listening to like tunes from like your youth and like you know older tunes. Like, and I, I just definitely like been like all my all of my songs that are on my playlist and stuff are just like fucking nostalgia driven like you know they're all you know either if it's like 90s rap or it's like listening to like 80s rock or 80s pop or something like that like it's just you know it, it's um i kind of i think i kind of lost out a bit like um at like i think maybe just in general i've kind of lost out on like music discoverability which would have been like a huge thing for me when i was in my teenage years and stuff like you know um but having said that uh i'm going to go down a very popular route uh for this song um and i'm going to choose uh blinding lights by the weekend as the song for 2020 uh just because I think of like the social, uh, the social um, 
aspect of it as well in like in terms of like how it influenced uh like a dance on tiktok and like there was a huge kind of like transformation and stuff there um and i think it's just like a phenomenal song i think he's a, a really really good artist like i think like i would have had like a bit of like a grumpy old man kind of syndrome initially when like he came on who's it like what's this kind of rubbish kind of like new like and then it just kind of actually grows on you when you actually kind of sit down and listen to it like you know as opposed to just being like oh new music is bad like you know <laughs> sound like my father kind of yeah stuff, like, I, unless unless it's led, led zeppelin like he's he's not listening to it like you know i'm laughing if any cool young people listen to this podcast for the first time they're definitely going to think you're the cool one and i'm the old grumpy hole now because i was like my choice is a really old song Oh, yeah. That's actually, cool. There's, there's no rules. There's no rules. Oh, there's no rules. There's no rules. There's no rules in here. This many cans in. And um, no. my, my choice is an old song that was done as a cover this year. Um, and I suppose the thing, like my... Is this uh, Bon Jovi's uh, <laughs> uh, Fairy Tale in New York? Definitely not. Please, <laughs> uh, can people stop doing covers of the Fairy Tale in New York? It's it, Stop. Uncoverable. Um. It's actually so Don Henley's Boys of Summer um was covered by Bellex One during the summer um and released as a single for charity. And I th- I think on its own, like standalone, it's a fucking amazing song. Um for people who don't know, Don Henley was the drummer in the Eagles, who also had quite a successful solo career. And and yeah. I, I was looking up, I was looking into this and I was like, Boys of Summer only ever reached number five in the charts which for me seems a bit mad because it's just a song that you hear an awful lot on the radio. Um, mm. And Bellex wanted to cover during the summer, kind of like to raise a few pounds for charity. There's only a good bit for charity this year, Bellex won, to be fair to them. And they're my favourite band. Like, people will know, people, like long-term listeners of the Snowcastle know anything with music, I always managed to wrangle Bellex one in somehow. Um, but they did this cover during the summer. And like, it's just... They do covers every now and again, and I think they've really did it justice. It was a very, very good version of it. Um, and uh, y- you know the song one, do you? No. I can't see you, you brown skin shining in the sun. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's, um, it's, it's a well-known song. Like, if you hear it on the radio, you'd be very familiar with it. You'd be singing along to it, driving on the road. And uh, they did a really good cover of it. And I, I'd say I listened to it on repeat for about a month when it came out. Uh, so that's my song of the year. Last last thing to cover before we wrap it up. Um, Non-Snowcast podcast of the year on. Um, so uh, actually kind of going along the lines of like um, uh, podcasts. Well, not actually, no, because this has kind of just developed, but like developed off the back of the pandemic. Um, um, and so, so the podcast that I've, I've chosen is um, Grounded with Louis Thoreau. Um, so Louis Thoreau, that you'd know from like documentary fame, um, has uh, done a podcast um, where he did, he's, he's on a second series now. So it was kind of like he had one for the first lockdown and he had one for the second lockdown. But he's interviewed like 10 people. I think he interviewed 10 people in the, first series and now he's like kind of about four or five episodes in of the second series now and but like they're an hour-long interviews with people and it's just like like if you've ever seen like louis toro's documentaries where like he just like it's just that like 
bumbling, uh, like fumbling like nature that he has, whereby like he's able to like, you know, delve into like people's uh, personal lives and ask questions from them in like a non-confrontational, non non even like probing way. It's more of like just kind of like a curiosity way as if he's having like that kind of pub chat with them. Um, and uh, like, so so some of the people that he's had on, um, one that was really good was um, Troy Deeney he had on the, on the podcast. And um, so uh, Watford, Watford striker, am I right in saying that? Watford striker? And yeah. um, uh, on the podcast um, and like just about like his, uh, like his upbringing, like, you know, his, um, his dad was, uh, actually I better not say this because I, I can't fully remember the podcast, but like definitely like, uh, I think his dad was like, no, his dad was like into like, uh, was into like, uh, theft and um he was like in jail for a good bit and stuff as well and um, so like it was just kind of like all about like that upbringing and like in 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 flats and stuff like that um and just like it's just like actually be, like listening to people um and, and their and their like personal lives it's just it's just so interesting like he also had like boy george helena helena bonham carter lenny henry uh, Chris O'Dowd was on it as well. That was a very funny one. Um, and like this series, then he had uh, Sia. And like, it was actually one of like, I was like going to work one morning and like this, it, I was listening to the Sia podcast and there's like one bit of the thing where like, I literally had to, like she's just telling a story about um, an encounter that she had with a fan. And I'm literally there like gripping the steering wheel with my like hand over my mouth. Like I'm just shocked so much. Uh, so yeah, I just I th- I thought like, um, like a really really good thing to do where like you've just like embraced the 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 Zoom nature of um of podcasting and like has just kind of developed it off where like, people are just at home and kind of how they're dealing with the pandemic and stuff as well. Um, so yeah, yeah, really really enjoyed that one. I'm a, I'm, I'm a big fan of big fan of Louis Thoreau's like. Yeah, very good actually. I haven't listened to that. I must um I must try on one or two now. Uh, yeah. and try and get into it. Cause I, I was I was like, right, there's there's some really good independent podcasting going on and stuff like that. But I I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna harp back to my TV show um take where I watched the US office throughout and um I kind of just I was like getting nostalgic for it because it's it's a TV series that I absolutely adore and I watched it again through through and I was like, you know, fuck. So during the start, during the first lockdown, I was listening to Zach Braff and Donald Faison. They oh, yeah. watch podcast series for Scrubs, and I love them two guys as well. And it was really good, but I found it very hard to get through the the podcast. You know, rattle through them. Yeah. So I was kind of looking up the office and stuff, and I found that Jenna Fisher, who plays um, Pam on Pam, the Office. Yeah. And Angela Kinsey, who plays Angela on The Office, uh, are actually best friends in real life. And they have a rewatch podcast series that started about a year ago. So I've been listening to that for the last few weeks, almost on repeat, like um, tr- like two, three episodes a day. And it's brilliant. Like, they're so good to listen to. They have this brilliant friendship. Uh, like, Actually, how long are those episodes? About an hour. Okay, okay, yeah. Yeah. Um. 
which for me, like, you know, I think it's just pottering around the house, cooking, doing something like that. But it's the type of podcast that you don't have to, you don't have to listen to it through. So you can listen to 20 minutes stop and then come back to it the next day or a couple of hours later. You know, it's easy listening. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So the office ladies is a really good one. And they, they actually do all the social media accounts themselves because they talk about it on the podcast about, you know, I was messaging this person on Instagram or whatever. Um, and they get people to ask them questions about, you know, whether stuff is improvised and they go into real background. They go into the background detail of shooting the episode. And it's kind of like you get this like backstage view into the making of a TV series as well. So I, I really, really enjoyed that. I think it's a really good podcast um, and they've kept it up throughout the pandemic. So uh, I'm, I'm like, you know, finishing series two now and they've gone as far as I think series four so far. So like I've got another couple of series to catch up on and they've got like fucking another five series of The Office to get through as well. So th- there'll be plenty of them coming too. So it's well worth checking out. Um, but yeah, that was it. Like that was a good overview of 2021. Yeah, yeah. I enjoyed it, yeah. Um, yeah, no, like, like definitely like in terms of like, the beers we drank, like I think we were very definite, like I'm very very flaky there on like what was my favorite movie and song and stuff like. But beers and like TV shows, fucking nailed it, man. Like they're they like I think that probably nearly encapsulates my 2020 more so is like. Um, Cans like, awesome to tell you. Yeah, exactly, and just like yeah, just I th- I thought there was just like good good quality on both of those fronts, really. Like you know, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. What I'd say is like, you know, I don't know if you have a wish for 2021, obviously getting back to the pub being like taken for granted. But if we get back to the pub, I'd have a wish that like we get more exposure to more breweries in the pubs that we go to. Um, I really hope that that's an option for 2021. Um, yeah, I, yeah I, I I think as well. Yeah, same kind of same premise. Like a, I hope that like... Um, like there has been such a move for uh, shopping local and supporting local. And we've seen the, you know, Brexit is, has finally struck after all this time. Um, and, you know, there is like import duties and all this shit kind of going to be coming down the line. Like, so it's, it's nearly more so important more, more than ever to, to support local. And I just hope as well that I just hope that like the, the businesses, uh, that when they reopen and and like restaurants and stuff as well like that when they reopen that they that they see that like you know it hasn't only just been them that's suffering it's others that have been suffering as well and that like you know if you help others out you'll help yourself out as well like and yeah like i think as well like on that point you know for us the consumers of the beer um we need to ask for it because mm. you look if you look at you know breweries independent breweries there might be you know the exports to the uk might be the the thing that's keeping the lights on or the thing that's making it profitable and viable and if that's taken away from them now or that's made less profitable because of uh you know these tariffs or whatever it may be or or what might be happening i don't know i'm not i'm not an economic expert in brexit whatsoever you know the difference between you choosing a wicklow wolf or a Kildare Bloom Company beer over a Guinness, like let's let's call the spade a spade. Guinness and Smithics are going to be fine. You know, they're they're not going anywhere anytime soon. And it's on us to make sure that the Kildare Bloom companies and make the wolves and the other all them of the of the world are still there. But um look, great overview of 2020. Uh we drive on to 2021, hoping that 
Uh, we do the reverse of what we did in 2020. We started 2020 in a pub, finished it on Zoom. Yeah. We start 2021 in Zoom, and Owen, we'll, we'll hold a candle up to the, the hope that we'll end 2021 in a pub. A candle. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'll be the candelabra. Uh, listen, lads, uh, Happy New Year. Uh, fucking delighted to be back podcasting as well. Um, before we go, uh, I went for surgery on a Thursday and was talking to Owen at the start of that week about how the fact that we were going to record on a Friday night regardless uh, not reason, realizing I spend the next few days getting sick. Um, that was very ambitious. So thanks for sticking with us. Um, we we'll, uh, we drive on to 2021. We've actually got some really good concepts for podcasts lined up for the for the rest of the month of January and February. And um, what we would love to do is hear suggestions from you guys as to what you would like to manifest itself in podcast form from the Snowcast, beer wise, pub wise, if possible. Uh, get in touch. You can um, get in contact with us on Instagram at Snowcast, at Snowcast on Twitter, at Snowcast on Facebook, and also our email is thesnowcast at gmail.com. Uh, get in touch if you've got suggestions for podcasts. We do our best to make it work. And we're on www.patreon.com forward slash snowcast we've got some great um, patrons uh that uh, contribute to this podcast and as soon as we can get around to pubs we plan on going and visiting the pubs that we featured in last call uh doing some some trips away to breweries and stuff like that and all those proceeds help fund that um so and and getting better guests on etc etc so thanks a million for sticking with us so in part words for the listeners on the first podcast of 2021 uh, well, I think I'll, I'll, I'll end by just telling you the drink I'm drinking at the moment is uh, from Dot Brew and it's called So Far So Good. So I think this podcast is so far, it's been so, so good. <laughs> so good as we hit, as we hit finish record. <laughs> Long to leave. Corara, have a good 2021, you cunt. Good luck, Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.